What's up, everybody, and welcome to PG Spoilers. I'm your host today, Basehead Hex. Gonna be riding solo on this one, but I think this one's gonna be a good one today. But before we get into it, I'm gonna give you all a quick rundown of what I've been watching, listening to, playing. Uh, I've been playing uh, Wolfenstein. I never really got into that series or that the, 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 that game. And uh, well, first thing I can say, it's not the best game to be playing after you just got done going through God of War, graphics wise. But <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing that is different about that game that I do enjoy is that it does it has the leaning. There's there's you can lean in and out and pop up or to the side. You know, uh, while taking cover, more kind of like paintball style, I guess. You know, popping in and out, up and down. You know, pop to the left and up. And uh, uh, so far, it's pretty good. Um, I like the sounds. Sounds of the guns, pretty cool. Uh, I was playing that one with my headsets on, and it, it, it sounds pretty good on those. Uh, I haven't really gotten too far into it, but I'm uh, finding some time for it. And uh, that's really all I've been playing. Haven't really gotten too far into that one because uh, I was going to be running through Love, Death, and Robots again. And, and that's pretty much all I've been playing. But it's been a good week, though. Had a new uh, album from a favorite artist come out, Bass Nectar. Came out with a new album uh, on, on the 5th, and it's pretty good. Uh, it's, I'm not too hard to please with, uh, bass music for the most part, but it's a pretty good album. I don't know if you guys are into that, but just check it out. And, uh, shoot, just been going on some hikes. Just hiked today. Walking through the swamps of Congaree, which got a little bit, uh, it got, hang on. Got a little bit nerve wracking for a minute there. I went pretty uh went pretty far in there. What what felt like pretty far. And uh I kinda got off trail for eh, not too far, maybe about 40, 50 steps. And once I realized I was, I'm looking at the ground and I see very fresh hog tracks and uh as i realized i don't see the trail anymore and i don't see any of the numbers on the trees i'm stopping and i'm about to start walking back because i'm not going to keep walking and try to find this trail if i don't see it obviously an obvious uh path but as that was going on and i'm realizing i'm not <laughs> that i'm kind of off i see a hog in the distance and it's about the it's about the size of a pit bull it was it's you know it's pretty i mean I, I'm, I'm assuming that's a smaller size i know they get pretty big but yeah it's about the size of a pit bull and uh i was like yep yeah, i'm about to start turning around looks like i gotta walk all the way back if i don't find the uh the trail and i kept calm it, 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 it you know i got nervous for a second but it, it wasn't uh it wasn't too bad. Uh, pretty much by the time I started walking back, I uh, saw where I missed, where I should have gone, and uh, yeah, made it back. You know, about seven miles, and uh, you yeah, know, it was a little good, little adventure today. Ran into some hogs. Luckily, I didn't get gored, but it's cool. Cool being outside. And with that being said. Let's get this show started. Today, we're going to be talking about Love, Death, and Robots. And if you're familiar with Black Mirror, I would say it's along the same lines, but it's all short stories. There's 18 episodes, and they range from anywhere to 9 to about 22 minutes. And uh, they're all different. And uh, the thing about this one is, it's 
there's only one episode out of the 18 that has real actors in it. All the other shows are animations or anime or uh and the rest are pretty much uh CGI and the CGI in this is just well since we just got done talking about Van Gantz it's a lot better looking than Gantz. Uh that this was this is pretty interesting with how they decided to do this. I don't think this is uh, it's I don't think they're familiar with Black Mirror. Uh, but it still does kind of have that Black Mirror feel to it, especially the uh, the beginning, like the intro sound as they're uh, revealing the title, just kind of has that Black Mirror feel. I mean, this one's it, this goes over a wide variety of of stories. And first thing I can say, if you like tits, it's got them. If you like dicks, well, it's got those too. <laughs> but don't let that deter you from watching this because it's got a lot to offer. It's it's got some it, it's got some pretty badass graphics to it. And I guess I'm gonna go over just a handful. Of my favorite ones. I'm not going to go through all of them. But, uh... But first... The toast. Now I don't even know what I'm going to toast to. I guess I'm going to toast to... Not having had an energy drink in, like, five days. I got a real drinking problem, guys. I don't know. I love these bang drinks. They are pretty good. But I got to cut back on these things, man. We all know these things probably ain't the best for us. But... Since it has been a few days, and this is a special occasion, I'm going to crack open a Cherry Blade Lemonade. Bang. That was pretty good. Now... On to Love, Death, and Robots. I guess I'm going to talk about the first episode, which that one is called uh, Sunny's Edge. That one is like... uh can't remember that movie with dude who played Wolverine with the robots, uh, where they're controlling the robots to fight and all that. Somewhat similar to that. So it, all of these are... Well, most of these are pretty fu- uh, futuristic. Uh, this one's like CGI and, uh, this girl's about to get ready for a fight and, uh, some dude's trying to pay her off to lose. And of course she denies. And as they're about to fight, as it's going on, you start, it starts kind of revealing how futuristic it is and, you know, the main character, she's, for whatever reason, scarred up like crazy. And she's got all hood, you know, like a hood on. And uh, when they start coming out, they have on, they have glow-in-the-dark tattoos. Or it's ultraviolet tattoos. Because as they're walking out, it's all slow motion and there's lights going off. And it looks really badass how... They did that. Uh, all the tattoos on everybody, the certain styles of them. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, so she's getting ready to go fight, but it's not her that's going to fight. Now, the thing with this one is they link themselves up to these monsters. They 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 Somehow they link themselves up to it. They have... Uh, she has like this little chip or something on the side of her head that helps her link up to this monster. And that's what she uses to fight. So her her opponent is across the ring sitting in, in his own little chair and she's sitting in her chair. And then she, they both have like two, uh, two other uh, members with them that have like the tablets, the see-through tablets and holograms or whatever already and they're the ones that are doing the work with 
linking her up and I'm assuming like giving out the stats of the conditions of the monster and connectivity and all that. So they're about to get ready to fight and there's like a virtual reality guy in the middle, like the referee. He's really just a hologram and uh, he calls out these monsters to fight and they both look pretty cool. Uh, main character's one looks looks better to me, and of course the one she's gonna fight is a lot bigger. It's like a a rock, a rocky looking type of monster. It's just really big and it looks like it's got rocks for skin, like big scales and armored. And uh, it's a pretty badass fight. It, it, it's it it's a little it's a little different. It doesn't quite always go with the same formulas as most these types of movies go uh it does have a couple of things that that'll throw you off that's not typical in those type of storylines i guess as far as i i watch so it's a pretty gruesome fight scene uh there's i mean there's plenty of blood in it uh and it it looks it looks really gruesome i mean her her monster ends up winning and uh where the twist comes or the thing that might throw you off you're just like whoa wasn't expecting this her her monster wins and the guy that was trying to bribe her in the beginning had some old little little chick with him you know of course they look like they're filthy rich so she's all in a white gown looking you know outfit and all that somehow she's back in the backstage where the main character uh was fighting and she's talking to her, trying to ask her, like, how does she do it? Like, what, what, it, how did, how do they, how does she control this monster and stuff like that? I don't know if they knew each other, but things get a little freaky. They end up uh, having a little makeout session, and you know, then they explain how uh, she had her scars. No, actually, that was in the beginning. They do show how how they some guy some people just did some messed up stuff to her, but uh, she asked her something about the scars as they were making out and all that, and then I don't know they start going back at it, and uh, then oh girl stuffs her fingers under her chin, and she has like these uh man it's like liquid metal. Like from Terminator 2, she just sticks her hands up her chin and they just shoot through her face and her skull. And obviously old girl was, was there to kill her since I guess she didn't um, take a dude's uh, deal. So she had to seduce her a little bit and, you know, stab her through the forehead with her fingers. And she ends up curb stomping her head in. And then the other twist... Is I guess that chick's not really. I guess she's an android or, or, or something, cause she's just saying jokes on you guys, and she ends up uh <laughs> killing both of them with her monster. She stabs old girl through the face, and then uh messes old dude up. And that's really kind of really how that one ends. Like I said some of some of these stories like it. It, it is kind of too bad that they couldn't have made them longer, cause. I mean, so many things could have happened with that. But that kind of sums up the first one, man. That one was pretty That one was pretty good. But uh, certain scenes can kind of throw you off. So uh, the next one, shit, Three Robots. That is the second episode. Three Robots, I like that one. That one made me, yeah, that one kind of, that one made me laugh a little bit because this one is about... Three robots that are going on a post-apocalyptic city tour guide tour. Uh, obviously, we destroyed ourselves, and it's way in the future. Or, you know, these three robots just come from wherever they come from, and they're visiting Earth to just to see how how this world was. And it's pretty funny because they talk normal. And, uh, like, the first episode, I mean, the first uh, scenes, it makes it 
seem like it's all post-apocalyptic and you see like this uh android's foot like step over a skull and then it you know the scene changes and it's it's kind of like a small little build-up when you finally see what the robot looks like and it just stands there for a second he's like yep we're fucking lost and then you see the other two guys and then they uh introduces the other two and one of them's like a really small looking robot with a man i i think it i don't even know what that cartoon is is it some like blue rabbit or something on cartoon network it's also real popular some blue rabbit with ears or whatever kind of looks like that and uh gumball i don't know man i don't know about this stuff but uh, there's that character, and then there's another one where it, it looks just pretty much like a triangle type of robot, which and it just has like this extended arm that comes out. That is the smartass, because that one's just taking selfies with <laughs> skulls and skeletons and all that, and it, it, it's a smartass talking to the other robots. And so they're going throughout this tour, and you know, they're, it's just pretty much just talking about their perspective of what, what they think and asking things about how did we live, and they're in a diner. And uh, there, there's like an old burger there, like old moldy burger. And they start talking about us saying that we have, it was like, they, they, yeah, they had two orifices where they would uh, put things in and things would come out for energy. And they're like, well, why do they even need an orifice, man? We're made out of, we got a, a fusion battery. We don't need none of that. Why don't they just have a fusion battery? And uh, that that was kind of an interesting take on, I guess, from an advanced species. Like, you guys, like, come on now. <laughs> Y'all couldn't have figured this out? But, uh, so they keep going and they run into a cat. And, of course, they've never came across one of those. And it comes up to them and it starts uh, purring. And, uh... And, of course, they're kind of freaking out because they don't know what to do and they don't know what it means. And uh, then the dude said, uh, the one of the smaller robots said, he's like, man, I think you just uh, activated uh, yeah, activated it because purring. I said, I think if it stops, it's going to explode. And then, and then he's like, what? And he's like, oh, that sucks. You're going to die. So he's got to keep petting this cat because he thinks he has to. And they're still walking around taking his tour. And uh, pretty much at the end of it, um, it was the, uh, I think it was the cats that took over. Yeah, it was the cats. Towards the end of it, they find an Xbox, and it's one of the robots, that, well, they're, they're messing around with the other robot saying that that's his, like, ancestor, that's, like, his great, great, great granddad. It was the, uh, one of the Xboxes. And uh, and then the little one saying, "Yeah, they used to use this to teabag opponents in virtual battle." Then the main, the other robot is like, "What's teabagging?" And the triangle one, she actually sounds like Siri. She's got Siri's voice. It's like a smart ass Siri. And uh, so the main, the main robot is like, "What's teabagging?" She's like, "You don't want to look it up. Don't do it." And so he's just like looking up up in his head or whatever <laughs> he's looking up teabagging <laughs> and then he's like oh why would you show me this now i can't unsee this i might have to erase these from my drives and uh so he gets mad at him for telling him about that for that weird thing that he learned that us humans did and towards the end yeah they find out it's the cats they so they're talking about at the end they're just like so humans died from uh, environmental disasters he's like yep Pretty much. And also, they genetically modified their cats to have opposable thumbs. <laughs> and then the cat starts talking, and then he's like, pretty much, yeah, that was the end of it. Pretty much, once we could open up our own tuna cans, that was the end of the human race. <laughs> and then the Siri robot is like, so, you're not going to explode if we stop petting you? He's like, I didn't, the cat says, I didn't say that. And he starts rubbing up on all of them. He's like, oh, yeah, I got a few friends. And then just shows a whole bunch of other cats coming. And that's how that one ends. So, next one. Good Hunting. That is the eighth episode. I think this one is... 
one of my favorites. And uh, this one is, this one's not CGI. This one's more uh, anime style. And this one starts off with a uh, father and son that are sitting and waiting to uh, ambush something. They call it a Huli Jin. And it's a uh, spirit that bewitches men. So the kid's dead is a spirit hunter because the world's full of magic. And it takes place, in, I think, in Japan. So you hear some dude yelling out and he's like tied up and his dick is out for whatever reason. <laughs> he's naked but tied up and he's like moaning and all this for this uh, huli jin. And uh, uh, they're waiting and this they're waiting in, uh, in the sides of this courtyard. And so the door opens up, and it's just this pretty woman coming out. She looks like a normal woman. And, uh, you know, the dad goes out there and tries to ambush her, you know, turns into a fight. She's dodging him. She kicks him around. You know, she's getting the best of the dude's dad at the moment, and he tells his dad to uh, run and, and pour, I guess it's a bucket of water. It doesn't say what it is, but it's a bucket. Soon his bucket of water, and he's telling him to pour a bucket of water on her. Uh, before she uh, turns into her form. And he gets one look into her eyes. And he's starting to get. You know he's getting distracted by the look of her eyes. Because being bewitched. And he's being all dazed. And then his son. Uh, his dad runs up to him and pours. You know grabs the bucket from him. And gets him to. And pours the uh, water on her. And then she turns into like a half human. Half fox. Type thing and uh then she runs off you know kids kid apologized to his dad and they go running after it and they eventually catch up with her and dude's dad tells him to go around the back and then he hears he goes around the back and then he hears something and when he looks into this little uh little cubby hole type thing in these rocks uh he sees like a little white little fox looking thing and then it comes out and then it changes into a girl and it's a different girl it's about a girl a little bit older than him maybe like a teenage girl uh the kid looks like he's probably about i don't know 12 or 13 and she looks a little like about 18 or something it's a little older and uh and he's talking about, she's asking, why are you, you know, pretty much why are you messing with us? He's like, well, your, your mom bewitched whatever. And then they're trying to, she's trying to argue that, that, you know, men can fall in love with those Huli Jin just like anyone else. And as they're talking, uh, her mom yells at her saying, you know, get away from those humans. They're dangerous. And right as she says that, dude's dad comes behind her and chops her head off. Then her head goes flying on the ground, and then her the girl changes back into the little cut, the little fox, and uh, the kid lies that uh, that he saw anything. You know, she got away. He let her get away. He didn't tell his dad that he saw her. So, cut to uh, years later. Uh, the kid's grown up. You know, his dad died, and the world is modernizing. You know, there's tra railroads and trains and uh, you know, steam engines, you know, all that kind of stuff starting to pop up. And he is good with machines. And he's working for the English people. And he's, like, really good at what he does. And uh, he uh, runs into the same girl. Somehow they keep running into each other. And she unfortunately uh she was you know grabbed up by these dudes or she was uh i guess she was pretty much being a prostitute that's how she was getting money uh that's what it was looking like and i guess she was with one of her clients and then they drugged her and next thing she knows she's about to be operated on and they saw her legs off so they pretty much made a little experiment out of her and they gave her mechanical legs and 
I don't know what they're planning on doing. They just like let her go. I mean, you know, I, I guess they didn't think that the chick was going to want any revenge of any type. So she asked the dude, the uh, main kid, that she asked him if uh, he would build her a body so she can get her revenge on those people who want to control her. Because she can't turn into her form anymore. Because since the world was modernizing, magic doesn't work anymore. So this dude makes her a completely like new body. And by the end of it, she's like pretty... Except for her head. No, actually no, everything in her. You know, her head is mechanical. That's just the only thing that looks human she just has a human face and everything else is all machines and it's like metal that can transform she's like a, a different version of a transformer pretty much because she can take human form and then she changes into her her fox like form and uh dude hooks her up with that and pretty much it kind of ends with her flying out going off and uh about to go take her revenge but that's how they end it and uh, too bad. I would have wanted to see what she was going to do with that one, because the little bit of violence that was in there. I mean, she she was going to she's going to end up messing some dudes up. So that is the, for the, that's it for that one. No, uh, shoot, I don't even know where. Man, the um, the Aquila Aquila Riff one. I can't remember which episode that one was, but uh, that one to sum that one up. Uh, that one's in the future, uh, space travel type. It's pretty much Silent Hill in space. Uh, that one, after watching it again, that that one, I like that one more because pretty much dude's about to go on a trip. You know, they're uh, you know he's got a team. You know, it's on a spaceship. You know, they're about to get ready to go on a long uh, long journey, and you know they have to get in their. Uh, they gotta get in their pods. So he gets in his pod and he goes to sleep. And when he wakes up, uh, he's not obviously not where he was hoping he was gonna be at. And he wakes up one of his team members, and she's freaking out. And then a door opens, and some woman that he obviously knows meets up with him there. And he's confused about how she even got there. So she explains to him how far off course he is. And they're pretty confused how how they could have gotten far off. And uh, she's just saying, well, I mean, at least you're here with me. You know, you'll get, we'll, we'll get you straightened out within a few weeks. And uh, the team member that he did wake up, she didn't trust that girl for whatever reason because made it seem like she had certain dreams and when she looked at her she didn't trust her and she was starting to freak out on her but since she just woke up she kind of passed out because i guess she was still weak so it's just the guy and the girl and man you talk about something that comes with a view like the next scene is dude sitting in this nice kind of living room area but with a humongous like glass window with a view of like the constellations or the stars, just certain star clusters and all this stuff. It was, man, that would be so crazy if sometime in the future, if you're going to go buy a place or something, if they talk about it, it comes with a view, man, that, that would be crazy if that, that's a possibility. And so they bang and yeah, this is another CGI sex scene. <laughs> and uh, so he bangs her, and they're sitting there, and he ends up asking her, like, you're not who I think you are, are, are you? And she gets up, and she tells him what the deal is, and... Pretty much, man. I am going to say that possibly the dude they traveled 
into the wrong direction and maybe they went into some portal or black hole to where he went near this station that is like Silent Hill and when they get caught in it or by it then it makes a simulation for what it it has caught so she is just pretty much a figment of his imagination in the simulation and he tells her to show him who she is and she's just like all right i've you know done this with so many lost souls and they show like he slams her against the window and as she hits it they show like a flash of what the reality really does look like and it looks weird and like rusty like spiky and rusty it's a lot like silent hill it's really cool how they did that and so pretty much like the dude wakes up again and starts over again he wakes up in his pod and they show the girl come out again and she's and it's like the same thing just started right over and then when it at the end of it it pans out and it's showing this station that looks like a normal station and then it flashes and then everything just looks nasty and metallic and spiky and rusty and it's just a weird dimension that they must have just gotten sucked into by something and that's pretty much that it for that one that that was another cool one uh had that silent hill vibe i don't know how i didn't think that the first time but after watching it for a second time it was definitely you know to sum it up it's like silent hill in space and now i'm gonna be going over one of my favorite ones zima blue this one starts off with this reporter chick she got an invitation from this artist that always rejected interviews from her for decades and he was going to be revealing his final uh art piece so he's finally uh gonna tell let her do an interview and then it goes through a little backstory of what they know about the artist zima and he started off by doing portraits and for whatever reason he started it pretty much getting obsessed with this particular color blue and he starts off with portraits then he starts doing these murals and these murals get bigger and bigger and bigger and it gets ridiculous he starts it starts off with him doing like a mural of like the the solar system a picture of you know space and then it'll have a small tiny little square of zima blue in the middle and then as he keeps doing more of these huge murals the blue gets bigger and it changes and then he ends up revealing it like an all blue mural and these murals get to where it's like there's cranes i mean way bigger than any skyscraper like it's almost it's reaching space pretty much like and and it's all futuristic and there's people like on different levels of the murals because i yeah i guess like the rich people can have their uh their flying car at the higher level of the mural like way up near space and people on the floor can see it from there or it's crazy it, it gets it it gets to where this dude's got like little satellites painting uh the asteroid belt or just asteroids up in space to even it just gets bigger and bigger it just gets to like a ridiculous level so she meets him and when she does she gets to see what his body looks like and he pretty much is well, he looks like he's about seven or eight foot tall and he has like this weird kind of metallic type skin like he doesn't he doesn't have human skin he's he's done these he went to this uh certain planet that does like some 
uh, shady like body modifications. It was uh, cybernetic modifications, and he had these people change his skin with pressurized polymer, so his body could withstand extreme temperatures, and he didn't have to breathe anymore. So, you know, he's something else, pretty much. Uh, But he's uh, now going to allow, he wanted her to help tell his story uh, before he does his uh, final piece. So he brings her to a pool, and she asks, you know, what does this pool have anything to do with his final piece? And he tells the story about long ago that there was this woman who was into robotics and she would build these little robots to do these simple little tasks around her house. But for whatever reason, she was kind of fond of the one that she made to clean her pool. And it's just a little robot with a little brush that's going along the walls, just, you know, rolling the brush. And she kept adding things to it and gave it like a little, uh, I guess like a CPU or like a brain to let it make its own decisions. And it got more sophisticated. You know, it just started off as like a little, kind of like a little box with an arm and a brush. And then it got more human-like. But then the woman died and the robot got, you know, passed around from, you know, owner to owner. And as time kept going, people kept making modifications to it, and he kept getting more human-like. And that's when you find out that that pool-cleaning machine is actually him. And that pool is the very pool where he was pretty much created in. And the Zima Blue is the color of the tiles and that is the very first thing he ever saw so it cuts to the next scene where he's about to reveal his final piece and it's all like these neon lights going on the pool's lit up it's all dark and you know everybody's all filled up in this stadium waiting and he comes out and throws his cape off and pretty much just dives into the pool and he starts doing doing laps and he pretty much starts shutting down his body like pieces start coming off of him and he starts shutting down certain parts of his CPU and He's just going, keeps doing these laps back and forth, and as he keeps doing it, it's just more and more of them is coming apart. And it's, I guess it's almost kind of like a, like he's killing himself. It's just, you know, self-destruction. But not really, because when all the pieces spread out, what's left is his original, like, body. That small little box with the one arm and brush and it floats up and it starts going along the wall and starts brushing like he always did since the beginning and that's kind of how it ends i don't know why that one's my favorite one but it is i guess something something about simplicity going into complexity, back to simplicity. I don't know. But I enjoyed that one. And I'd say that one's uh, like my favorite. And that one's a cartoon. So it's got its own feel to it. Alright. One more. This one I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) This is the, uh, I think it's the second to the last one. And uh, this one is about... Oh boy, Hitler. This one is, it's pretty much an advertisement to an app that shows you alternate reality simulations. So, 
it, it's it's showing it as an av- advertisement and it's saying what it is it's an app and uh yes yeah, different simulations and then it says and by the most popular request uh as a sample uh, a dem- as a demo for this app it's going to show you different simulus uh scenarios it, uh about hitler so <laughs> so for this one it says sim- uh simulation one they show hitler coming out of an art studio uh or art art museum or art school and i guess there's a little jewish girl that walks in front of him and he like yells at the girl and uh, he smacks the little girl, and then some, and then two other people come up, and pretty much he just gets the shit beat out of him and killed, and then it ends it there. He says he died from, uh, you know, a street brawl. Simulation two, he kind of just fusses at the girl, but that the rest of the part doesn't happen, and then he keeps walking. He gets hit by a, <laughs> he gets hit by a, a a carriage a horse carriage full of sausages and simulation three uh he 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 uh he doesn't say anything to the girl he misses the truck or he misses the carriage of the horses and then he uh sits on this bench and then all of a sudden a <laughs> like a big blob of jello lands on him and that one broke that down by saying that by him by that scenario some uh, the, i think the, the i think Russia or whatever came up with some jello gun or something it was some secret weapon <laughs> they were working on and they aimed it at him i guess and so he died by being by a blob of jello falling on him and being suffocated by jello <laughs> and it, the scenarios keep going and it goes to like the sixth one it goes to like six of them and uh <laughs> there's one where he makes it past the girl doesn't get killed by the truck he misses the jello he misses the meteor that hits him and for whatever reason when he's sitting on the bench there's a there's there's like four prostitutes like calling calling him over and he goes for it. Then the next thing you know, it says that Hitler gets killed by a mar- by a marathon fornication with four Vietnamese prostitutes. <laughs> and they just pretty much, I guess they just fucked the life out of him. Because he gets all sucked up and like dried up by these women. And then it says when the women were put on trial, that's when they reveal that they're some futuristic like new society or new uh, uh or like future uh like aliens or whatever that have came to do whatever it was like some weird off the wall thing and then i think the last scenario was he makes it past that doesn't hit the uh get hit by the truck misses the meteor he doesn't go for the for the women instead these guys fr- uh one group teleports and appears in front of him, one on his left and one on his right. The one on their on his right are the pro uh, were for Hitler, and they're all like futuristic looking. And then the next team that appears is the anti-Hitler people. So both of these teams are future people who got who got who sent themselves back into the past to come save and kill him. <laughs> so both of them are fighting. Both sides are fighting for uh, uh, over Hitler, and then this other big mechanical Hitler machine just appears out of another uh, of another portal and kills both of the teams. And then when it opens up its its uh, shell, open up the top of it, it's Hitler's future self that came to save his present self. And then he's like looking all happy that he just saw himself. And then it says. The one thing that Hitler forgot was if you see your doppelganger, don't touch it because then it'll uh, cause like a big, crazy whatever in the, in the time-space paradox and all that. And it shows Hitler, you know, they show him touch each other. And then as it's saying it, everything is glitching out. And then the next thing pops up. It's the blue screen of death. 
and you have to pause this because it doesn't, you don't got enough time to read all this. So this is what it says. It says, well, now you did it. Broke the damn computer. You probably didn't even do anything major, did you? But see, I'm the dreaded blue screen of death, and I totally pop up randomly. And most times for no damn reason. You're probably sweating bullets right now, aren't you? I love it. So there are, t there are a couple of options you can try, neither of which will work whatsoever, but shit, be my guest. <laughs> then it says, uh, first, hit Control-Alt-Delete. This will restart me, but everything you've done on me up until this point will be gone. Tough titties. But if you're going to... But if you're into downloading weird online GIFs, which you are, I'm guessing this isn't a terrible option, pervert. Or don't hit Control Delete and get on the phone with every computer repair guy in town. All of them. Give them all a shot. It's fine. I'll wait. I'm gonna be. I ain't gonna. I ain't. I ain't going anywhere. I can stay like this all day. Uh, and that's pretty much how that one ends. I thought that was a cool little uh, <laughs> little inside joke or just a little thing for everybody who knows about that blue screen of death. And um, so that was, that's that was that one was towards the end. And uh, like I said that's you know about half of them. And there's all the other ones. I I would say all all of them are pretty good to me. Uh, uh there's another one. There's these there's these farmers, like these futuristic farmers. Uh that get up in these big mechs, these big old uh, machines, and, you know, they have breaches, uh, these other, uh, like, aliens that come through, and they got to protect their crops and all that, and their cattle. Uh, that one was pretty cool. And uh, there's uh, another one where these uh, two guys are werewolves, but they're, they're marine werewolves. That one was pretty gruesome. That's an awesome fight scene in that one. And with that being said... I'm going to start wrapping this up. So if I was going to rate this show, I would probably... I, I'll, I'll give it an 8. But I want to say that's a high 8. One reason... Well, some of these stories, I, I really wish they could have uh, made them a little bit longer. Uh, you know, there's just so many ways they can kind of leave you hanging. But I guess they just kind of... You can just kind of leave it up to your own imagination of how everything can end. But... It's a good little switch up. Uh, it's probably a little over two hours. Uh, if you watch the entire season, maybe a little over two hours. But it's a good little switch up because we're, you know, we're used to just watching a two-hour movie. And like I said, this is a bunch of short stories. So you get, get a little bit of something different out of your time if you go through the whole thing. And uh, this is actually the second uh show that I've seen that has short stories like that. There's another one called The ABCs of Death, and that's pretty interesting. Check out. I'm pretty, that's, that should be on Netflix still. There's actually two of them. And uh, that's a bunch of short stories, horror stories, and all that. So that's it for today's show on love, death, and robots. Or love, death, plus robots. However you want to say that. Check it out. It's still on Netflix. There's still plenty to see. It's a lot of juicy little details that I wasn't able to go over. But check it out. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Basehead Hex. Later. Thank you to everyone who listened to the show. Just remember that PG Spoilers is a Proven Gamer podcast. So be sure to go to ProvenGamer.com and check out all that Proven Gamer has to offer. Other podcasts like Trophy Wars, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff. Also, be sure to check out the Amazon link and the Humble Bundle because we are partnered with them. And anything that you do, whether it be buying games through Humble Bundle, you can take it back a little bit to the site, doesn't cost you anything extra, or Amazon, and you can go on to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Amazon links, and do all your shopping there. Amazon kicks a little bit back to the site, and it doesn't cost you anything.
would say that getting the money is the most important thing. You will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way.